Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, If you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love Is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo Agnian episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for you, baby, in more ways than one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I am so excited for today's episode where we have my gorgeous friend, Jodie Shield, on the Love Is Coming podcast. Now, Jodie is a conscious business coach and mentor and also an entrepreneur. Jodie, how are you doing, my love? My tummy just rumbled. (laughs) I'm good. Thank you so much. You know, we're in lockdown at the moment. And I think my journey at the moment is, is finding appreciation in everything from like literally going outside in the morning, getting those first rays of light at sunrise, which is what I'm doing at the moment to having a cold shower to, you know, appreciating the little things that are going to bring me a little bit of joy every day. Mm -hmm. Oh, do you know what? I've been so excited to have this conversation with you because we've been friends for a long time now. We, We first met, I'll never forget the day we met. It was a week after I'd got dumped basically and um and I went to this event with my friend Joey and I met you and uh, a mutual friend Jess Bending and and I just remember thinking like I was I was like so I was so like you know in the really not in a great place because I've come out of this relationship and I'd lost a lot of weight and I remember I actually kept getting Joey to take pictures of me that night because I was like I look skinny take a picture <laughs> that says it all but I remember meeting you and I was like who is this little like cracker she's absolutely bonkers but I I'm here for it I'm here for it and since then we've had all sorts of adventures you know we've we've collaborated we've worked together um, but we've actually become really close friends as well and what I love about you and why I know that this is going to be such a juicy um, episode is you you do not (laughs) this is gonna might sound wrong but it's it's a good thing you don't have a filter like you (laughs) who you are you just are who you are and you don't edit yourself and you you just show up in every single space fully as you. And I have to say, it's very bloody rare in this world <laughs> these days. It's really rare. So where I want to start, um, well, actually, do you have anything to say about that before we before we crack on? Because I feel like you probably do. <laughs> I just thought about the birthday card that you very kindly wrote and sent to me on my 40th, which was um, very recently. And no, it was a video. It was a video that you did, a little snippet of a video because my husband went round all my nearest and dearest and got videos of you all wishing me happy birthday. And you said, you're absolutely bloody crazy, but I love you. And I went away and I was like, am I crazy? And then and then we connected after that. And then everything that we talked about was like, okay, yeah, verification that, yeah, Jodie Shield is a bit crazy. Actually. Crackers, she's crackers. And I think it's because, you know, 
Listen, we've both been on a mega long journey around finding ourselves and self-development spirituality way before it was cool, right? We were sort of in there rolling up our sleeves, doing the work, rolling around in the dirt together pretty much. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and so I've always, you know, tried wacky things from going to Peru 11 years ago now, drinking ayahuasca before that was a thing. Um, And just generally being up for anything because we are experiences in life. You know, as human beings, we're born to experience life, love, triggers, imposter syndrome, comparison anxiety, like you name it, we're here to experience it and adventures and fun and joy. And um, so, yeah, I'm it. I am all in. And you know me, I'm 100% in as much as, as I can be a hundred percent of the time basically yes you are and that's why I just think what you're going to add to the conversation for this podcast it's going to I know it's going to be quite different to what we've had on before but I don't know how I don't know where it's going to go so let's dive in shall we so this episode is called how to be as successful at romance as you are at work now this is actually a um a whole section of my of the middle part of my new book that's coming out this summer love is coming and I've been exploring the different themes in the book in podcast episodes, some solo, some guest episodes. And when I was tuning out, I was like, there's so many angles me and Jodie could go at. You you have like so much to say on the topic of on pretty much everything. But why I thought this would be particularly particularly interesting, like you and I have definitely um uh related around the subject of like I guess work, success, work addiction, dare I say, like high achievers, overachievers, all of that sort of thing. I coach a lot of women um, and I know there'll be a lot of women listening who are extremely successful. I've got politicians, actresses, models, um, you know, people who really are at the top of their game. And what I see, there's obviously some... um, themes that that or issues that they struggle with that you know are, are common but there's there's certain nuances to it when you are a woman who identifies as super successful or, or super high achieving um and so before we dive into this topic I always start the um the guest episodes with what I call the 60 second summary and what I want is where's my phone I need my timer for this is <laughs> throwing you in the deep end babes But in 60 seconds, I want you to just share your experience of how your work life and your love life over the years have impacted one another. So don't overthink it. Just start talking and I'll let you know at 30 seconds. Are you ready? Go. So I have been a fiercely independent woman for so much of my life. And my mum and her mum were as well. We were very much females in the family that were leaders you know we're not sheep we're leaders we strive on we don't ask for support we are solo women who have a lot of success and I was raised in a household around women who were like that um so I didn't know what it was like to receive 30 seconds support or receive love or you know for me it was very much about focusing on work and really striving to achieve and overachieve in work and relationship took a back seat for me especially opening up to love that was a huge journey for me Mm, you've still got eight seconds okay (laughs) and so yeah now I'm in a partnership my husband and I work together and it's been a huge (laughs) journey 
Definitely. <laughs> Very good. Very good, babe. Were you in show business once upon a time? She should have probably been. Probably in a past time. Who <laughs> 100% in a past time. I feel like you probably like, maybe you were in a cabaret, some sort of cabaret troupe in the, I don't know, 1700s if they had it then. I'm <laughs> I was sure. probably with you, babe. That's why we get on so well. Um, can-can moves or something. Yeah, there was definitely, we were definitely can-canning. Um, I love what you shared in such an eloquent um regal manner and I related to a lot and you were talking about so you uh being born into a family where you you were really shown women who were successful who were independent um who were leaders how can you go into a bit more detail about how that affected and influenced your romantic life kind of your teen in your teenage years and your 20s yeah wow so much to say on this topic. I think when work is a priority and it's all about career, which it was for me because that's what I molded myself on because that's what I saw when I was young. You know, it was like this idea that having a career and being successful was 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 rewarded and actually lo- opening up to love and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and exposing yourself and sharing feelings and, you know, opening yourself up, that wasn't really okay. It wasn't done, you know, in our family. And uh, yeah, so it was all about work and that was what was shown to me. And yeah, it was that the emphasis was placed on leadership and highly, you know, high high achievers, I suppose. And, you know, my family, a lot of them are academics. You know, my grandma, my mum's mum wrote, wrote two books, you know, on crazy subjects. And my brother nearly went to Cambridge University. Like there was just a lot of academia in our family. And I was not like that at all. I was the dropout when it came to school. You know, I just wasn't interested. I was disconnected. I think if I look back on it and I was having a therapy session about this the other day, because I have hypnotherapy once a week, which I love. It's part of a high achieving mentorship program that I'm in, of course. Um, But I was having it the other day and I sort of looked back and I was like, holy shit, I was basically sticking my finger up at my parents by not showing up in school. I was sort of like turning around to them going, fuck you. Like, I'm not going to adhere to your... um, your sort of rules and regulations about I must be a high achiever. No, because you're not giving me any attention because you're too busy with work and they both had their own businesses. They were both entrepreneurs. And so if I look back, I was sort of like in school going, no, sorry, I'm not conforming. Um, And then something shifted and I had my first job and I, I loved it. Something connected, like the working, the world of the work, the working, the working world, I really fit into. And I just love like going on the till. Like, and I worked in retail a lot when I was younger first. I love being on the till. I love being bossy. I love like managing people and mentoring people. And yeah, and that just sort of grew into, into well, yeah, where we are now, which is me having my own empire, I suppose. And it's so funny, that word empire, isn't it? Let me just share, really funny. Um, a girl that used to work for me, Freya, this is like five years ago, um, when, when we were sort of transitioning into the digital arena. I sat next to her at your wedding. Yes. <laughs> you remember? Yeah. She set up a folder on Google Drive and it was called Jody's Empire. And at the time it triggered me so much. I was like, I mean, are we in Star Trek? I mean, what is and having an empire, what does that mean? And she was like, it is an empire. Embrace the energy of being an empire now. And and, and I look back and it, now it is an empire, you know, I'm just like, yes, it is an empire. So, so yeah. So 
you know, I always found opening up to love and letting love in and, you know, also um, being vul- being vulnerable. I mean, that's the biggest journey of my life. Mm. It's interesting, even how you said that, how you're, because uh, I'm actually, we're on Zoom as well, so I can see Jodie's beautiful face. And it's really interesting watching your, your energy change with work. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're like really like animated. And then you went, and then there's love and like, and it's, 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 um, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because I think I've, I've always seen you as super vulnerable and super strong at the same time. But I think that because you're you're very open and you're you you know you're, there's never really a subject I found with you that's off limits. But so so tell us more like how why was it such why did you feel so blocked or stuck in it when it came to love? You know, I often think about this and. It was all about my definitions of what love was growing up and again, who I molded myself on. And, um, you know, I went through something as a child. Um, It was really, really traumatic. And I'm I'm not going to talk about it. I talk about everything normally, don't I? Always. I'm not going to open up to it on the podcast purely because I haven't really talked about it with my family just yet. But I'm going to tell you that I went through something very, very traumatic as a child. Four or five years old, I was. And ever since that, I mean, that really, that, that gate, I formed so many belief systems in that, in that collection of memories, you know, really. And it, when something so traumatic happens and it was, it was, it was an interference. It was a, it was something that should never happen to a, a, a young child. Right. And, you know, it, because of that, I formed so many belief systems about love and attention and, um, you know, men and women men and women right so I I was interesting I was having this tarot reading on Friday night and I knew this would come in and she said my biggest core wound that I'm still working on and still processing is all about deception and it just made so much sense to me she said you know yes you're open yes you're doing great work out there but a lot of your relationships and friendships and your ability to collaborate with people in your space is tinged by this undercurrent of deception, you know? And I mean, you know, Persia, I'm, I'm so out there. This is actually from a very old past life. This is where it originally happened, you know, but I can also look through the lens of deception and see how many deceptive experiences I've had in this life and, and, and like starting from four years old. Right. So I'm probably before that. And it's sort of like, you know, when, you know, when you suddenly see the big picture of everything and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is it. So if I look at deception, if I look through the lens of deception on all my relationships growing up, I can see that I was protecting myself when I was in relationships with men. I was essentially, um, you know, I was so disconnected from myself and my body, you know, and my sexuality and, um, you know, and love and what my definition was, my heart, like I was disconnected from everything. I would just allow men to use me over and over and over again, because I didn't want to face the the wounds that was going on behind the scenes um, mm. of deception, of betrayal. You know, it was very traumatic for me to face that. And uh, guess what men did? Deceived me, betrayed me, went off with other women, like over and over and over again, right? Well, not over and over again, because I did it a few times, for, but it's the same. If you do it and they, it's the same energy, right? So I would do it to them. They would do it to me. Um, and then 
and then I met Paul. <laughs> and I met Where Paul. did you meet Paul? I met Paul at Burning Man Festival. Oh yeah, baby, we both met our fellas at festivals. I have to give it like Burning Man's more hardcore than Wilderness. <laughs> Wilderness is amazing. It would have to be for you. <laughs> so we met in 2009. He was the first man that I met who wasn't willing to take any shit whatsoever. Like mm. he was the most, I always say this to him, like I've never met anyone like him in a sense that he is so independent. He is like the polar opposite of codependency. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've met, cause every human being slightly codependent, right? That's what I've come to realize. Everyone is slightly, he is not codependent whatsoever. Like, and I'd never met the extreme version of that ever. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard and harsh and horrible and uh, in the beginning, because I had like, we just clashed and clashed and clashed and clashed and clashed and clashed. And I, but there was this pull, there was this, you know, you talk about soulmates and soul connection. There was a soulmate connection there. We both felt it, even if he was not as aware of it as I was. But back then I didn't really know what it was either. Um, because I hadn't really done the work or any of it. Um, and yet something about my higher intelligence or higher intuition told me that if I didn't stick around in this relationship and do the work, then every single relationship I then went into after that, the same stuff would just go on the same cycles, the same trauma, the same pain, the same hurt. And so, you know, you and I've talked a lot about this. What I decided to do was do the work in the relationship, which I know goes against what many people believe in terms of doing the work around relationships and love. But for some reason, I had a backwards journey with that, or maybe it wasn't backwards. It was just my journey. It was, I just want to come in there because that is, that's a really important point. Please remember what you were about to say. So I, I would always, what I say is if you're single, do the work because it means you're going to attract someone different. But my parents did the work when they were together and theirs was really bloody intense. And so I always think wherever you are right now is the perfect place to start. And so when you come into when, you know, the universe, world, whatever you want to, you know, God, whatever you want to call it, brings you the opportunity to go right. And you know, now is the time you need to look at this. Sometimes like the less clients of mine come to me when they're in a relationship, but there are some. And I always say like, don't, you just have to, trust that you are here and it's happening like this for a reason so when if you're listening now just trust that whatever situation you're in right now is the perfect place for you to start the journey that you need to start yeah sorry go on no I I left space for you to intervene there because I think it's important for you to say that and you know I was like leaving a segue for that because I just I I I totally agree and I think you know where you are is where you are. And actually I knew it was a divine intervention. I knew it because, you know, if I had, I I don't think I would have done the work being a single person out there. I I wouldn't Mm. have done the work. So I I needed that mirror, like in my Mm. face, I needed to look at that mirror every day. Um, It was, it was, it was like facing an addiction that you just have to face and there's no way out of it basically. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so the first book I read was men are from Mars and women are from Venus by John Gray. And it's funny, he's circled back into my life again now because he's into biohacking and health optimization. And so am I, and he's really the, like in that arena now, which is very interesting. Anyway, he, that was the first book I read. And then the second book I read, I don't know if you've read this one. The second book I read was, um, 
Love Yourself and It Doesn't Matter Who You Marry by Eva Zorhorst. I always recommend this. I've not heard of that and I feel I shouldn't know it. Perja, it's amazing. And I was recommended it by a a spiritual soul sister of mine who just said, you need to read that book. It's incredible. Say it Um, again. Say it again. It's called uh, Love Yourself and It Doesn't Matter Who You Marry by Eva Maria Zorhorst. She's German. Really, really good book. I would recommend it. Um, so I read that and then it just gave me enough of en- enough enough nuggets to actually go okay it might this might be about me here rather than like being about him actually yes the stuff going on that clearly is his stuff that's fine and I see that what's his stuff but I've got to take responsibility for what's my stuff absolutely and then my journey started from there really I'd done ayahuasca before this point so the ayahuasca actually told me um and ayahuasca is this psychoactive brew guys if you don't know what ayahuasca is go look it up um and um, you went and did it in the depths of the jungle of course yeah, I did <laughs> I did like seven times back to back or something crazy um clearly I needed a slap around the face to wake up that was the thing but um yeah the ayahuasca told me to hang on in there with this relationship and I you know so I did so I did and I I just knew it was important to do the work and you know what it was the it was the first big thing I worked on in my self-development journey before money before business before everything it was all about love and relationships for me yeah yeah it was the first thing and uh, I, you know, I just, I just, yeah, I just said, okay, this is it. And it was the hardest two years of my life so far. It was so painful, so intense. We nearly broke up so many times. We did break up so many times and then decided to give it another go. I mean, Paul had so much patience even back then. And he wanted to understand, you know, what was going on as well. And yeah, and so... So yeah, so it's been one of those relationships where it's absolutely blossomed over time. In the beginning, it was so messy and all over the place. Like, I don't think we had a honeymoon period, if that is a thing. And one of my best mates, Lauren, who you also know, goes on and on about this honeymoon period. She's addicted to it. (laughs) I know it well. (laughs) I don't think we had it. I really don't think we had it. We're having it now. If that is, as I said, my journey's been reverse. It's been in yeah. of the reverse or back, back to front journey in some in some ways. Um, so yeah, so that really was the beginning of of a whole load of self development work, and I'm still on the journey. Like I'm still on the journey. We now obviously we're married. You came to the wedding two years ago, two and a half years ago. Now we um got married we uh we work together so he's CEO of my company now having resigned from a hugely successful like head of marketing head of music marketing role at O2 to come and work in my business um which again was triggering in itself you know like my little business what are you you know is this going to accommodate two of us you know um Yet I really feel that this is the age where as women we 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 wanna be willing to allow support in from our male counterparts. And I can relate this not just to a relationship, but also to male friends. I if I look around me now, Persia, I've got at least three or four male best friends, mm. you know, supporting me, like brothers, like um sort of that godfather energy and it it's so it's so nice um to have that and uh and I've got that you know 
uh, yeah, I've got that really solid male energy around me now. Um, so to receive that male support um, was a massive deal for me, massive deal, because, you know, I felt so betrayed by by men um, generally growing up. So it was like, it's huge. But it's sort of like if we if we look at the big picture stuff in terms of the planet and love, like we need to be balancing out both sides yes. of our energy. Yeah. Oh, God, there was so much there. Um, and it, I have to just say, you know, I met, I remember meeting Paul a long time ago uh, and always being really like drawn to him, thinking he's a really interesting guy, but got, got to know him a bit more over more recent years. And it's been amazing to watch. So I've known you, what, seven, 2014 we met, April 2014. Um, and... And it's just amazing to watch you and Paul now and, and seeing a couple actually falling more in love. That's like my parents actually makes, makes me really emotional because I it's something I'm really passionate about. Um, I, I always remember, I will never forget this. So Marianne Williamson, she wrote an amazing book called Enchanted Love. And no one ever talks about this book. And I actually think it's my favorite of her books. It's fantastic. And in the book, she says, you know, in the world, we have this idea that um, you meet each other, you fall in love, you have the honeymoon period where you're just like, you're amazing, you know, you're amazing. And that lasts three to six months. And then what happens is reality sets in and you get at each other and you see all their flaws and it's shit. And she says, but actually... in a spiritual context it's the reverse you meet each other and that honeymoon period or phase is you're seeing the truth of the other person which is that they are a divine being they are beautiful that is the truth of who they are and then unreality sets in which is where you forget love and you're projecting your fears your insecurities all your bullshit onto them and not accepting them for who they are so it's really interesting to see that you've kind of you've actually lived out that that journey with Paul and um and and I just really believe like honestly me and Joe are coming up to 6 years in our relationship and every year gets better every year gets better because yes we we did have a real honeymoon phase but and I always say this to clients like I as I was saying I coach like some really high achieving women and and I'm well I'm always clear with all my followers is like don't wish away your single life and kid yourself that when you get that relationship, everything's going to be perfect. Because what will happen is it will, it may well be amazing, but it will also, like you said, Jodie, bring up all your shit. Because that's like, I actually feel like the deepest work we do in relationships is actually when we are in a relationship. But if you are single now, like it does really help if you use that time productively and do the work on yourself. But for me, and I don't know if you, I feel it sounds like you have experienced this where like uh, the, the deepest level of healing for my relationship stuff, like I being with Joe, it's just been a safe place to go through it, even though it's been terrifying and hard and scary. He's been able like Paul, they're kind of similar in, in certain ways to just hold steady Whereas other boyfriends I've had in the past, I would go, ah, and they'd go, ah, and it would just be chaos. Whereas Joe just, he just stays grounded. And I feel like Paul's got that energy as well. And this is where, you know, again, we talking from a, from the spiritual perspective, I believe that we attract the people that offer the maximum opportunity for growth and healing. So for me, when I started out, I needed to attract someone who would cheat on me so that I would never, ever want to cheat on anyone else again because I understood how it felt. And when I've attracted Joe into my life, like, yeah, he's not perfect. We both have got our shit. But he is, he's just able to be in his, just stand still, if that makes, does that make, 
sense. Do you know what I mean? What goals like as well is pillar of strength for sure. Like, so we can just be messy, crazy, not crazy, but like we can just be messy and, you know, yeah, emotional. And they are strong pillars of strength. No, I totally totally agree. I think um, just something you said there about um, doing the work and about how coming into relationships um, is very revealing, you know, because it shows all your stuff up to the surface. What I thought about when you said that was actually, I mean, we're talking about relationships with human beings here, but that is true for relationships with anything, relationships with money, relationships with business, relationships with your body. You know, it's like when you get to that next level and go long term, because I you, you know, I'm a money coach as well. And I, it, what you're saying reminds me of money so much. It's like when you go up a level in earnings and you sort of like, you know, get more into a relationship with money and you start managing it. And I actually have got Magnificent Money live at the moment. So we're on module um, seven of Magnificent Money at the moment. So I'm totally with them and they're going through like how to manage money effectively and all of that in a spiritual way. But it's like when you sort of get into this relationship with money, all your shit pops up to the surface. And then when you were like in relationships with humans, when you ascend up a level, it's like when you, when you do a six figure launch, it's like, uh, do I deserve this? Am I worthy of this? Mm. Am I going to be able to serve everybody? And then when you go up to like multi, you know, it just, it's the same stuff. It's relationship mm. with anything, isn't it? Even Instagram, yeah. like when you ascend your numbers on Instagram, it's like, it's triggering. We think we want it because it, yeah. our egos want it. We want the numbers. We want the more people to love us and all of that. But actually when we get more people, it's like, oh gosh. I'm well, overwhelmed. Yeah. I just want to turn it on totally. 100%. Totally. That, I would say new level, new devil. And you, I remember back in 2018, you were really um, pivotal, helping me sort through some of my money stuff. And and it's, you know, I couldn't have imagined ever being able to buy a house or all of these things that have, have come about. But it was exactly the same as the relationship stuff is that there's no, like the only way out is through. You've got to do the work and it's so worth it. But, you know, the alternative, it's like, I always say, you know, short-term pain when you do the work, long-term gain. Because the alternative is short-term gain, I don't have to go through that, like the growing pains, but long-term, like you just, you just stay stagnant or actually, you know, it kind of gets worse and worse over time if there's something you're not looking at and not dealing with and not facing up to. So, um, so much good stuff there. Now, you mentioned that you, obviously, you are a conscious business coach, um, you mentor, you've got, you very much focused on um, business and and money. Uh, and, you know, as I said, a lot of the women who I know are listening are, are really successful in the eyes of the world. But what they really struggle with is that like, they really want a partner. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to happen for them. And there's various, like, iterations of that some of them it's I've always been the single one some of them are oh men are intimidated by me that's that's their story that they have um some just don't have time or think they don't have time for relationships so what would you say to those women because I know that a lot of what I've just said there you could relate to yourself totally totally the first thing which you know like inside out and you probably talk about this endlessly on your podcast already mindset so what we have we have to see those stories so closely and you know I can just sort of relate this to business in a way like I could teach someone the most powerful digital business strategies and tactics the best marketing advice out there like because I help coaches scale their businesses 
if their mindset isn't in the good, the right place and it's not it's not designed in the right place to support them to have that level of success, then they're always going to self sabotage. They're they're never going to they're not going to make progress. They're not going to receive. Or, they're not going to create the results that they want. So it's the same in a relationship, right? It's like everything that all the examples you just gave of what your audience are struggling with are all stories. And some when you were telling me them, I was just thinking, wow aren't they great stories? So perfectly designed because those sort of stories are literally energetically pushing men away because they're just basically, I just got an image when you said men are intimidated by me. I got an image of um, someone and I've done it myself in this relationship with almost like this arm out going, nope, don't look at me, don't see me. And it's almost like that story is just disguising something that you don't want someone to see about you so it's like imagine could be I'm not good enough could be whatever BS we're telling ourselves at this point but it's 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 almost like I've got I've got a secret there's something secretive about me and I can't show it to you because you won't understand and you'll judge me for it and that's sort of what's going on and it makes like I get emotional talking about this because that's exactly my, that was exactly my story. It's my mum's story. It's her mum's story. It's like, yeah, I'm going to hide behind work and how successful I am in work because I, I'm, I'm in a, you know, I'm in a little bit of pain underneath all of this. And I, I can't afford you to see my pain because then I'm not going to be that, that strong, courageous woman that you see, uh, you know, running a business and, having a successful career, earning seven figures or whatever it is. And it's like, wow, you know what? We've got this so the wrong way around because what I found, and you, Persia, are a great example of this. So what I found is, my gosh, the more I open up and share my stuff, and actually, I actually put pen to paper at the moment and I use writing to my audience as a way of processing my own stuff I was on the phone with a one-to-one client who's got her own PR agency before this call. And she was like, Jody, I just love your emails at the moment. They're so real. Part of me thinks you dramatize a little bit to make us, you know, feel better. But I just love the way that you're opening up more. And, you know, I, I, I love that. And I'm like, yeah, it's a way of me. Pro-. I said, it's a way of me processing, Melda. That's why I'm doing it, you know. And I just think that is so important. And my, I've got lots of different coaches supporting me. In my team, uh, my spiritual coach, I've got a business mentor as well. My spiritual coach said to me, Jody, what you know, what you've got to work on is the part of you on social media who, um, and we're all guilty of this, so that you can apply this to any any channel, any boardroom experience, anything. He said, there's a part of you on social media that overreaches and tries to get to your audience rather than just knowing that your audience is in you and speaking to them from the heart, you know? And that's so weird to hear that because I always thought I did speak from the heart, but actually what he showed me was this part of me, Jody, the performer, mm-hmm. in inverted commas, that is sort of not striving, but it's almost like, I think what it was, Persia, is, you know, I'm an includer through and through. I hate anyone getting left out. The, the fact of like narrowing down my ideal co- customer and audience is like, was so hard for me. So I was like, no, I'm going to not include people, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, when I connect it to, to Instagram, my audience, not everyone can receive what I'm saying. And that's okay because 
people are at different levels with their journey, with their business, you know, with spirituality, with consciousness, different levels. But I was always trying to sort of like overreach and get everybody. And you know how exhausting that is? I sort of look back at 2019 and I was like, that's so draining because you know why? I'm out of my body when I'm showing up in that space. I'm not embodied, which is what I teach people to do. Um, so I think that's that's just really important. And in relationships, when there's a threat, when there's a perceived threat, when someone's coming in to date us and they want to get to know us more or they want to ask us more about our past or ourselves or past relationships and it's triggering for us, we will just jump out of the body and just get into the mind and be triggered because we're protecting ourselves. And again, I get emotional when I'm talking about this. It's like, you know, step by step, bit by bit, if you just allow yourself to unravel a little bit every day, you know, wow, it's going to be such a beautiful journey and you've got Persia to help you every step. And yeah, and what it's just amazing when you start letting love in because you know, it's so nourishing and it's so enriching. And it's, it's like, I, I, I actually, I actually can't put into words how I feel about Paul. Like I, I don't have words for it. I was trying to write a post on Instagram the other day and I, I, nothing I was writing was doing it just, you know, when you're just like, I literally Can you do it in a noise. I can't. I was like, I just can't put words in to how I feel about Paul. And it's not only about our relationship, it's about him giving everything up to be in this business, him seeing me and backing me. It's like he's backed me. He he believes in me so much that he's backed me. You know, mm. that that means that's that is like that's like the most, that's like the most amazing thing that anyone could ever give you actually. Mm. And it goes beyond marriage, actually. It goes beyond love. Okay. Maybe having a baby is akin to this feeling, but business is my baby as well as being Mm. the business. It is the first baby I've created, you know, and it's had so many different iterations of it, but having someone to come in to your business and go, okay, let's do this. It's like, yeah, there's no words. There's no word. It's There's no words for that feeling. Do you know, it's so special for me to to look at the two of you um, working together. I have a sense that in the future, Joe and I will uh, do some stuff together. Um, and it's still in early stages of what that exactly will be. And I, you know, it will come when it comes. But what I'm so passionate about, and honestly, this is from watching, and this makes me emotional, watching my parents' journey and seeing how our lives, our family life completely transformed, their lives transformed, you know, when they put down the drugs, like, and focused on their relationship with themselves, and then, you know, healing that, and then healing their relationship with each other, and then the family, and just, like, everything changed, like, the success, you know, that came from that, because they channeled that addictive energy into something positive, and, and, and it just, it just showed me the power of having two, um, really strong people in their own right and usually in very you know very different types of people like you and Paul very different same same but different I always say they they say in Asia and I like love that same as me and Joe so similar in certain ways so different in others and I'm so passionate um particularly with women uh, and men who identify as as high achieving and are, you know are really focused in in their careers and and it's like yes yeah, so how can we that old story of either which is can still be so common it's either your career or it's your romantic life you can't have it all 
Um, and actually, you absolutely can have, uh, you. I, th- I believe you can have it. It depends what your all is, because your all might be different to mine. But this is how we heal the world is when we have like these two, this, you know, I, I don't really like the expression power couple, because I just find it a bit annoying. But, but essentially, you know, a kind of, you know, a, a strong couple who are doing good things in the world. And that energy is so powerful. And the, you know, when you, or if if a couple such as that has has children, like those children are going to grow up in a very different way because they're learning both the like the success in the going and making your own way in the world and doing something good. If you're a conscious business owner, which is obviously what we want everyone to be, um, uh, or working towards, mixed with the love, the vulnerability, the communication. You know, because so often it was, you know, it's been one or the other and it's the bringing of them together that is so powerful. And you really are a couple that I can see that that do embody that. So have you got anything to say around that idea? Yeah, no, it's interesting because my business mentor, who is like incredibly, incredibly successful, he's in the States and um, he is married as well. And he's, he's under 30. This is like, he's under 30, right? He's married and his wife does a similar thing to him. And so I sort of have looked at this couple and they're so open about their relationship. And he talks about her on social media a lot, um, interspersed with like 30 secrets an entrepreneur should know about scaling beyond seven figures and all of that. And it's, it's, it works. And I think I've looked at him and I've gone, yeah, I want to talk about Paul in my business. I want to talk about the love that we have in the business because I also know it's inspiring loads of my audience and influencers that follow me as well. Um, because here's the thing, we are shifting into this new way of of being in, mm. in business and relationships, right? We're shifting, you know, 2021 is like the, the sort of metaphor I got visually was like green shoots coming through the the soil. And I know that we're still in the purge, but there's these green shoots of sort of mm. spring-like energy coming through. And I really feel that. And so we're all shifting and going through this big integration where we are bringing, we're integrating all our, all our lives, all areas of our life together. And you said this really well, like just a bit earlier in the podcast interview, you said, um, I think you were talking about like, well, I was thinking it, I don't know if you actually said it, but I was thinking about bringing all areas of life into balance. And yeah. we I don't think we've really had good role models for this. I've, I haven't. And mm. nor have we had, um, yeah, nor have we really sort of figured it out on a human consciousness level yet. I don't think we're starting to. And some of us who are really tuned into our health optimization, as well as energy levels, as well as relationship, um, as well as that's why I think it's so interesting that John Gray's gone into biohacking, because I think they they relationships and the relationship with your body and the relationship with your energy. It's, it's all about relationships, you know, so I love that and relationship with money. And I just feel that, you know, we are we we are finding balance. Like I I, I really feel that balance right now. I can fit, witness in my own life the shift in my energy, even in a couple of months. So in 2020, I, I vowed to let go of workaholism once and for all, and it you know has, has been nowhere near as bad as it was you know five or six years ago when I or seven and a half years ago I started my first business which was more in corporate wellness and that was where I was just transferring all the stuff that I learned in the corporate world to that business but now I just feel so different and I've got you know 
stuff going on every hour. You know, I have two digital programs, two funnels going on, you know, a high ticket one-to-one where like you, I serve like really successful entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that are coming in that are really incredibly successful now where you think it triggers me because I'm like, am I able to support this sort of like multi-million pound earner to find the next phase of their success? Like, am I, you know, yeah, but they've come into me for a reason. So show up, Jody. like you mean it. This is your game. This is this is what you teach people to do. Um, so it just feels like, yeah, it, it feels like there's this balance. There's this sort of invitation to balance out everything. And I, I truly believe, Persia, that yes, we can have success in everything. And I'm, I'm not saying this phrase that's bandied about by coaches left, right and center. Oh, you know, you can't have everything, you know, it's, it's fine to have success in everything, but not at the same time. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all of these aspects of our, of our lives being in balance and being balanced and having great relationships. You know, this podcast is all about going into relationships. And, and I sort of, I'm expanding that out saying, I want to have, I already have a great relationship with Paul. I have a great relationship with money. I have a great relationship with my body. I have a great relationship with my energy. Um, what I'm working on at the moment is having a, a, a powerful relationship with social media, but that's coming, you know, so much better than it was so much better. I'm looking at balancing out relationships in my life in every area. I think that's what I'm, that's what, that's my intention for this year. Mm, I love that. I'm, you know, I'm going to make that mine as well. I love that. And actually, it's interesting you say that you that you feel like the last year and and in this year too, it is about the balance because what's happened. I know you've got to get off in a, in a couple of minutes, so we will start wrapping up. Um, but we have literally been forced to bring the work life and the personal life together because of coronavirus. You know, um, I'm I'm at her, my new house with Joe. I've got my sat in my little office here. Um, he's not working at the moment. Um, and it's lovely to have time there. But, you know, I, I too can be a workaholic and it's like, no, 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 I've, I've actually had a really long day today. I've got a couple more things. But then I'm like, no, at that time, I'm shutting off and I'm going to go and be with my man and I'm going to be present and I'm not going to have the phone there. And just things like that. It's, you know, it sounds like such a small thing, but it is so significant to me. Um, so I love that idea. I think we're all being called to bring our lives into balance and this, you know, the craziness of 2020 and ongoing is an opportunity to do that. Um, we haven't had time to do the lightning round because I just was enjoying the conversation too much, but I know I'm going to interview you again in here in a matter of months because I love you so much and we could just talk for hours and hours. Um, where can people find you, Jodie? Go on Instagram, IG Jodie Shield, J-O-D-Y-S-H-I-E-L-D. You can go on the website, jodyshield.co.uk if you want to. Um, but Instagram is really good for just following me and getting getting to grips with what I do. I've got a podcast. If if anyone's interested in health optimization and biohacking, which is actually an emerging scene here in London um then you know then go and check out Be Electric on on iTunes I interview Wim Hof who is Iceman who's a crazy crazy dude um he's you know because cold water therapy is the one to help boost your immune system and it's proven and so he's talking a lot about that in press so he he's on there I've got um the UK's leading biohacker who uh holds the health optimization summit every year in London he's on there um I've got like the most amazing mush functional mushroom farmer from Australia like he's top of his game you know he's in 
you know, mega investment from Dave Asprey, who invented the Bulletproof Diet. Basically, some amazing, amazing pioneers in the health optimization and biohacking space. It was weird because I didn't know anything about it when I started, other than sort of flirting with plant medicine and just, you know, connecting into higher levels of consciousness that way, which I'm really into. Um, so it was a real good opportunity for me to get into that world, actually, and get some really amazing tips along the way. So yeah, if you are interested in that, go and check it out. Also, the previous series, She's Electric, is basically where I interview some really amazing people um, and talk about their their journey with business. So yeah, I'm absolutely sure that we'll pass will cross. And I just wanted to say I love you so much, Pleasure. You're amazing. I can't wait to celebrate everything with you in our lives together. And uh, how does it get any better than this? How does it get any better than this? Thank you, Peter Kelly. So just finally, last thing, to any single women who are listening, single women who are high achieving and they really want their partner, but they feel blocked, what is the last thing that you just want to say to them? One final message. Love yourself. It is all about the journey with loving yourself, you know? And the question that I ask in myself, in my, of myself a lot in business is, is what I'm suggesting loving am I being loving towards myself loving towards others loving to the planet am I having loving thoughts am I thinking loving thoughts am I believing loving things about myself and what I've started to do which will probably make some people cringe on the podcast but it really works so why not try it out is mirror work. So I literally connect myself in the mirror. You probably talk about this a lot, but it's just the fastest way of just connecting with that part of you that is unable for whatever reason right now to love themselves and just really speaking directly to that little part, the little subconscious part, the little inner child and tell her that she's she's safe. You know, if you can't think of anything else to say, you, you're safe all as well you're safe I've got your back I'm here for you um and yeah and it's going to be okay mm. and the best is yet to come as I always like to say the best is yet to come you've been amazing Jodie I knew this would be we will be doing this again imminently um and carrying on the conversation I love you so much you're an absolute crackers little bundle of joy and delight and I love you so much so thank you so much for being the most awesome guest ever thank you thanks babe bye and that's a wrap thank you so much for listening I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready willing and able to actually commit please be sure to like share subscribe and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes this helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support to have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. And if you want to learn how to court consciously during COVID and call in the healthy, happy relationship you desire and deserve, don't forget to download my free audio training called The Fastest Way to Meet Your Soulmate over at getyoursoulmate.com forward slash free training. The link is also in the show notes for this podcast episode. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.